Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. We have with us New Japan Jared, AEW Jared. Hello, yes. Right. I only watched AEW this week. Although there is Best of the Super Juniors happening, which I will need to catch up on. Right, right. We had quite a week of wrestling. We had Cody in his hometown of Atlanta. I'm sure there was something more important. No. Or, or no. No. There was not anything more important than the fact that Cody went home. Speaking of going home, Daniel Bryant, Brian Danielson, I apologize, started out the episode with Atlanta's very own Al- Alan Angel. Yes. And I thought it was... Daniel, I thought, carved out a good game plan for Allen to look good while oh, yeah. once he got the momentum changed in his direction, the heel pummeled the face properly enough. We had Hangman on commentary. He was to be fined if he interfered in the match or hit Danielson at all. Correct. And he was awake, I think, during commentary. <laughs> There were parts in there where poor Excalibur was like trying to bring him into the conversation. Yeah, he kept pitching him softballs, and Hangman was just like, "Nah, I'm good." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, he said he said something funny though. He said something like, "Oh yeah, this is the building that Alan graduated in, graduated high school in. It took him six years, but we're still proud of him." Right, right. That was his, that was the that the, was the the thing, the moment in time for him right there. That was yeah. <laughs> now he did, of course. You know, Daniel Bryan gets done, and and he starts to run his mouth. So he wants to continue continue the beating, and like you said, Silver comes out. Stops him from attacking, which keeps him from being fined. And then Silver, of course, were to attack. And then Daniel Bryan's like, that guy's not worthy of dealing with me, whatever. Walks off. And then later we'll get a promo about out that we'll get to. They're building Brian Danielson. Winner is coming versus Hangman. They're building it well, I think. They're, I, I think Daniel is doing a great job of it, – it, I don't know if it's coincidence or what, but he is continuing – it can't be – complete coincidence, but he continues to wrestle these guys in their hometowns, which is going to ensure the heat heat. Oh, yeah. Next week, Silver's in his hometown. That means that also, these matches are great. And it gives an opportunity for a lot of these guys to have a good match with Brian Danielson. Well, Punk and him are both doing a very... Dude, yeah. very good job. Now, there's... There's arguments to the other side of why that's cool, but for one thing, it's really cool for the competitor... And for two, they need to be working with a guy that's talented if it's possible to work with a guy that's talented. And it's not the same to practice with somebody that talented as it is to go out there and yes. work in front of people. Absolutely. Now, the other thing that's interesting is they said that Daniel Bryan, or Bryan Danielson, they said that he's interested in getting a faction. Interesting. If he would get two or three guys that can really go. Daniel Garcia? Dude, if you would put him at 2.0, I think that would be really good. Because I, I, Dan- I, think, I think Daniel, I think. His like no nonsense nature I, I think in, he, in contrast to their nonsense. But I fully trust him to make everything work. Dude, after the Planet's Champion gimmick, I trust him with anything. Right. He could be, he could be a traveling carpet salesman who wrestles. And it would still be I goat, totally, goat tier. I totally agree with you. Now, Punk is the next thing we get on the show, and we have MJF on commentary. He's wrestling Lee Moriarty. Oh, I almost skipped over. I apologize. There was the Miro White Room segment. Did you, what did you think about that? I, I don't have 
<laughs> I don't know. It was it was a little odd, but I kind of I kind of dug it. He's attempting to shift the street he's on with the character to still be in a feud with God along with whoever he's wrestling with. Yes. And I, I'm willing to give it time because he's been so great in everything, but it was a, it was it was a odd 40 seconds or whatever, right? It was interesting. Right. Now Lee Moriarty has been doing well on Dark and on Elevation, uh, Elevation I believe. Yes. So we have him in this match, and of course that leans into the thing where MJF is like, why is this guy wrestling 10 minutes with nobodies all the time? And I would have finished him in three seconds, and then him and Tony have the back and forth. And Moriarty does do well here. Again, I think Punk drew out a good game plan. I do... Punk looks really winded in a lot of these performances, and I think he is literally pacing these selves, these things like extended sprints. Yeah. And it's good and it works. And for him to be like, I'm trying to work myself into shape, which is kind of what he's alluding to a lot of these times. I don't, I don't mind it at all. And I think it also leans into giving MJF something to complain about. Then of course, MJF gets up and gets argument. What did you think about all this? That's fine. It wasn't last week. No. Last week was one of the great segments. Larry David's pajamas popped me. Yes. The whole, the whole sleep with Brit, trying to sleep with Britt Baker thing and, I, I don't. I'm not thrilled with it. Calling punk uh, a meth head and all that it does. It's that just, does nothing man, for just, me because it's just not true. And it's just, silly. Yeah, he's implying that he's drunk and all that. It's like, dude, punk's like infamously straight edge. <laughs> well, to to me, to your point and to me, you're insulting my intelligence when you're diving into he's something that he's not because there's plenty to pick on with punk that doesn't involve. Uh, sleeping with somebody else's wife when we know or girlfriend, whatever she is, to you know what I mean? Like it's just silliness. I don't know. You know, and it's just uh MJF kind of really swings low a lot of the time, and it's just like, yeah, I feel like he can do better. To me, that keeps him. That was, from- well, that was the thing about the first half of that 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 promo segment with Punk last week, where it was just like, man, he was just swinging really low, and it took a while to get them to build up to stuff that I thought was good. Right. To me... Like, the second half of that segment was great, and but the first half, I just thought it was just like, yeah, 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 let's get to the real meat. Right now, with me, and I know that I'm the opposite of everybody else, right now, with me, I like him better in the ring than I do on the mic. Yeah. I think, I think with MJF, what everybody thinks MJF is, is in there, and he may pull it out at some point, but he's got to kind of get away from shock jock stuff but i'm not i may not be who they're marketing this to though and that's okay too because i'm still gonna watch and he still pops me with some of the stuff right oh yeah it's fine now we move on adam cole strolls to the ring does oh, yeah, this baby dumb thing segment. this is dumb <laughs> I, I didn't get it i didn't get it like he does his baby thing he goes up there he's supposed to be commentating for what a match that to- doesn't exist orange cassidy comes out he gets him in the yam bags with an up. He gets him with the European nutter cut. And then we have Just the nut. bucks come out and yeah. they fake kick him three or four times. And then they really super kick him. Total waste of our time, right? Just, just, I could not believe it when I was like, oh man, he's really going to walk down to the ring and do the Bay Bay thing. And then the next show we get the challenge, right? Cole does his promo and the bucks say, well, how about we do our debut next week and we get the challenge. We didn't need this to remind no. us. I guess Cole has to be on TV every episode or something. It's I don't, his contract. I don't think it is, but I do think that th- I do <laughs> no. think with Punk, with I think that Daniel and CM like to work a lot, 
I do think with a guy like Cole, they want you to realize that we're using him, right? Because that's the thing is, you know, in the cheats and in the Twitterverse, you have these people, well, Adam Cole was a bigger deal when he was in NXT, you know, and that kind of thing. So they want to keep him. And the thing, and the thing is, you are building Cole to be the head of, I would assume, if Omega's gone for a while, to be the head of that group. Yes. But you got to get him there. You can't just put him there. Because it's not like the Bucks don't talk. It's not like the Bucks weren't a big part of the faction. He doesn't get to just walk in and be the boss. And he, you know, there's a build point, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think, you know, we're getting him on and off TV a lot. Wardlow versus enhancement talent. What did you think about that? It was fine. <laughs> uh, there were a couple of kind of nothing segments in a row. Well, you know, when I left out, I apologize for this. When Punk got mad and stormed up the ramp. Oh, he yeah, threatened to kill his yeah, dog. He threatened to kill his dog. I was Again, like, what are you doing, dude? What are you doing? Threatened to kill his dog. He storms up the ramp. And then Wardlow comes out and gets between them. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Wardlow exists, right? And But the other thing was like, well, wait a minute, man. If you threaten to kill my dog, and I'm a fighter, I'm not sure as big as Wardlow is, that still justifies me stopping when you're standing there. Yeah. Though <laughs> so, you know, it's like, why don't we think through all of this? Someone threatened to kill my dog, I'd shoot him out back. It'd be cra- yeah, I'd go borrow something <laughs> from Arn Arn Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> I'd be like, Arn, man. Let's put a cap in him. Uh, Pac and Pinta and the, what's the name of the guy who is the interpreter? Alex Abrahantos. He wears driver gloves. He does. I, I assume he's the driver as well. Uh, one might, might assume that. Right. I think he just does it because it looks cool, to be honest. Manager, interpreter, driver. Driver. A man of many talents. Yes, yes. And anyway, they did the little promo where they, they're going to get a piece of FTR. Soon we get the Gun Club versus Sting and Darby. What did you think? Ver- about the Gun Club versus Sting and Darby? Yes. It's fine. Yeah. Not, nothing. Really. The Gun Club does nothing on. for me. No. Which that is- was technically Colton Gunn's first loss. He was 34-0 and 0 before that match. Because <laughs> he just wrestles on dark. Oh my god! He literally had he had the the biggest undefeated streak in the company, thirty four and zero. Yeah, but let's be done with this, right? Thirty four and one. <laughs> now we got Taz tries the to streak. do a little, we try to do a little. Uh, the streak is over. <laughs> He's no longer Goldberg. <laughs> we have Taz trying to do a little Steiner math, which is a setup to Leo Rush coming out, and Leo was like, "You're supposed to be." a... For a minute there, I was like, come on, Leo, pull this out because... Dude, it was it was I'm looking a getting, little sketch for a sec. I'm getting confused here, Leo. And it wasn't a great segment. No. It wasn't. There were a couple of these in this show. No. That were... I thought the wrestling was good, but... The, the wrestling was the exciting. segments were all hit or miss. Right. Again, I, this is my an issue I have with pro wrestling shows is they kind of operate like you didn't watch last week. Man, it's. I think that was what was really frustrating uh, about watching Raw sometimes when I watched it was that like, man, I know this happened. I watched it live last week. It just it, they kept going over and over, and it's like, man, I. WWE is the worst at that. <laughs> they are the worst. At that. I told I, we we were talking about how they're having trouble selling tickets to some of these shows, and I'm like, well, think about it. It, they're expensive tickets anyway. Yes. And if my pay-per-view is on Sunday night, we were talking about the Atlanta show coming up, and mm-hmm. they, they started billing that show. If you don't watch, you, you don't yeah. watch WD, so that's why I'm explaining. Yeah. 
they started to build about six weeks before. So you kind of know, okay, well, this person's going to roll into this and they've already announced what the main, all four main events are going to be mm-hmm. or all four title yep. matches are going to be to build. And I'm like, they're trying to build interest in this and sell tickets for it, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, so they want to have four weeks to pub it. But the trick is the tickets aren't cheap. No. And if you go to the pay-per-view, you're going to see match after match after match. So you're going to probably want to pay and go to the pay-per-view. Yeah, absolutely. What you're not going to want to do is I, I've been to Raw, and I always liked house shows better. Because house show, you go out there and you watch matches. Yeah. The pay-per-view, you go out there. And think about it. If you go to Raw, not the pay-per-view, but if you go to Raw, you're watching, if it's three hours, you're watching 30 minutes of replays of what happened last week. 20 minutes commercials at least. At least. Another hour worth of promos. So if I'm going to spend my money, I'm going the first night because for a family to go, that's going to be a grand. Yeah, my God. I'm not going to spend two grand, especially after you get done with parking and wherever you go to eat and all that. So anyway, so my point is that's the worst at that, but. These guys do it too, where th- th- that's why we saw Cole because he's rem- they're reminding us that we're going to get a match down the road. Yeah, the, with the these two. That's why we saw Leo because they want to remind us yes. that the guy che- doing the thing. It's like, dude, I watched the show last week. You, I know you can wait a week. That was what was beautiful at one time about NXT was they would just okay, yeah, they operated like you watched. Yes, yes. <laughs> Someone would be gone for a week and right. you wouldn't. It wouldn't be a big deal because they'll. They'd be back, and you would. The story would continue. And to some degree, that changed when they went to Wednesdays because all of a sudden it wasn't just on the internet anymore. Yeah. Because they figured if you if you have the network and you're going to look it up every week, then if you're you wondering about something. You can just flip back to the last episode real easy. Right. That's, right, right. Oh, that's the weird thing about TV, and that's uh, well, the worst is actually to be honest, the worst is like I watch soap operas. Man, yeah. And they like they write into sentences. They explain the whole plot of something that's been going on for a year. In the sentence, you know, once you get past four weeks, you know, you, you know, well, the reason why I'm trying to think the of reason why I killed her was because she was sleeping with my father. Right. And it becomes like, yeah, so man. robotic because you can't say that concisely. No. You know you what have, I mean? And you, you can't you can't infer it. You can't give me a look to do it. Right. No. Like the famous look. Have you ever? I, I, I was going to immediately get off town. I was going to say I've watched Naruto, man. I've watched a lot of stuff where it just has flashbacks <laughs> continuously to pad out episodes. Anime right? does that, doesn't it? It does that constantly, right? Uh, in terms of like, because they had to catch up with the manga a lot of the time, so they had to stall for more story to come out, right? So they would just have tons of flashbacks and stuff. It's terrible, <laughs> right? Right. Assume <laughs> I'm watching. Yes. But yeah, Dynamite, they'll occasionally just have like nothing segments. And I, I, I kind of right. try to glaze over them best as I can. But in this episode, there were like a handful of them. Which is like, odd yeah. for them. They and usually yeah. don't do that as much. Yeah, I don't right. know. Now, uh, we did have the uh, Starks brings out Dante. And it, that, that's all cool, whatever. Jada Cargill, Thunder Rosa, a rampage. There's a backstage segment where Thunder Rosa interrupts and says, I'm going to pick your opponent. And she picks an understudy of hers to wrestle her at rampage. And I'm going to be on commentary. That leads us into the Chris Statlander versus Ruby Riot match. That was fantastic. That was great. It was. Uh, I was a little worried at first because the crowd really wasn't into it. You, you know who Ruby reminds me of, and I know she's been hanging out with him after the shows <laughs> in the ring. Punk to me when I first started watching Punk wrestle when he first got in WWE, I had not seen his Ring of Honor work much, 
And when he first got into WWE, I think he was one of the reasons I started watching Ring of Honor. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, well, if he came from there, then maybe I need to check that out. There gotta be some. But at first, he's not, Punk's not like an obviously coordinated person. No. But he, he can do everything. It's just he's a, he's a little duck footed when he walks and you know, that kind of thing. So it takes a little while for your eye to get accustomed to it. So, so cause he's kind of working hard to do his job. Yes. It, it's not Andrade. No, man. It's not yes. Ray Phoenix. It's not Penta. It's not, it's not, which I just named like a handful of the top seven, eight workers in the world. But <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not no, blatantly I, easy yes. to see. And with her, with Ruby, it's like that. She's, she's not uber, smooth but everything's in there but if she's with somebody in there that isn't great it can be a little tough for her to tell the story because there's a stop and a start to her strides and the pacing can be can get off a little bit it takes her a second to get back into it this was not that no this was Statlander did great Statlander is fantastic yeah she she is coordinated yes not that Ruby's not it's just some people are coordinated and it don't and it doesn't pop like that. You know, I've talked about occasionally like people who seem to be affected by gravity more. I think that has something Becky to Lynch. do. Yeah, Becky Lynch, where it's just like the she just wrestles in a way that's not perfect, right? As opposed to like again an Andrade, right. a Phoenix. Well, and if I you're good, if you're good, which I think Becky is, you put that into your oh, absolutely, because you become somewhat of a kamikaze performer. Yes. And that makes the sense. Like with Punk, at some point you realize he probably couldn't beat that guy up in any circumstances, but inside this ring with these rules and using himself as a weapon, I can, I can get with it. I can, I can suspend my disbelief long enough to enjoy this and, and get that feeling of the underdog won the fight. And even though, She's probably, she's the more famous performer between her and Statlander and is obviously the favorite in mm-hmm. as far as the people like her right now due to the path she's been on. Yes. You still see her when she matches up with Statlander as the underdog. Yes. Cause Statlander's bigger, stronger. It, it, more she's an alien. She's, for an one. A- she's an alien. Yeah. Who knows what kind of advantage that gives? Yes, I would think it's a huge advantage, dude. That move she did, where she did like the the handstand, was dope. Out of the yes, yeah, that was cool. They were they wrote in a couple of spots that were. I'm going to show you how I get down spots. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it was really really good. And then Ruby goes over, which I I, I guess I, I I thought the whole time that Jade has to win this tournament. But as we get closer to the final, I just start wondering, well, how do you have a Ruby with her chance to be that spot lose? And also... It's tough. Right. Right. And I'm also a little nervous because Jade's a little paint by numbers right now. So how's the quality of that showcase match? Because if you want want to showcase what women's wrestling can be in this company, your final's probably Thunder Rosa versus Ruby Riot. Yeah. Because then They're you good. could say, hey, go out there and take a half hour. I'm, I'm begging, I'm begging them to give, you know, a half hour. Well, even if they give us 20. That'd you be know, perfect. But, but yeah. Okay. Then we get <laughs> Cody, hometown, Andrade, street fight, starts out. We know this is going to be a cluster. First of all, Cody's involved. 
Second of all, Arn falls off the stage. Arn, yeah, I didn't I didn't notice it the first time, but you you pointed out that he he seems to just like misplace his foot and fall. Yeah. Thank, thankfully, not very far. Right, and the manager credit to Andrade's Shout manager to who helps him up and then just starts sucker punching him just after helping him, him up because so smart. in character you can't just help him up. No, yeah, no. But by the same token, they, he's down there floundering like a walrus. You need to help Arn Anderson, right, yeah. the elderly man, up. Le- legend, right? <laughs> Legendary Arn Anderson. You don't want him looking like that. No. You do what you can. No, you know? so you get him up and Arn appears okay. Respect the man by punching him. That's pro wrestling. That's pro wrestling. Right. Then we get uh, Cody has, uh, Cody looks as if he's the X-Men's angel in whatever substance he, he put on like his he's back. He's gotten sunburned and his skin's peeling off. Right. But he puts something on his back because of a spot coming later in the match, which well, everybody knows about. They have a, I thought they had a great matchup. I thought some of the spots were well done. I thought it was clever to have Andrade throw the belt into the crowd because it had been getting thrown back. I felt like obviously it's a great placement for this kind of fight in that you have them in Atlanta. So you do get the back and forth with the cheering instead of just the booze that Cody's been getting. It, it made the match a lot more interesting. I will say if it had just been booze with Cody, I would have, I would have hated this match. Cody, uh, like I, I told you privately, and I will say this publicly, look, I'm, I like Cody. I'm a fan of Cody. I think he really needs to dial it back, but that's okay. Yes. Uh, but I will say this. You said, what did I think about the flaming table part? And I told you, I said, you ever been around a buddy or a girl and they lost the person they were dating? And they said, yeah. And you they say, well, I'm, I'm good. I, I don't need them. It's fine. But then they did everything they could to try to get back into good grace, just humiliating themselves. Yes, I know you're supposed to be out on a date with somebody else and you're drunk and they left you at the bar, but I'll come get you and you can go back on date with them tomorrow. That level of humiliation. Lighting themselves on fire, one may say. It's all good. Yeah, I'd light myself on fire if it would make you happy. That's what we got from Cody. That is what we got from Cody. <laughs> That's what I felt through this whole match. Was like, man, Cody really. Oh wants my this god! Like and then like, like the Triple H spots where he picks up the sh- the the kendo stick at first, mm-hmm. turns into the sledgehammer, which turns into the golden shovel, was to me him reminding us there's somebody more evil than me out there. <laughs> and I think with the golden shovel thing too, I do believe. He felt like he built stars when he was the TV champ. And, I'm inclined to agree, in all honesty. And I think he takes that the wrong. He when people say he's got a golden shovel, he you know I'm the one, I'm the only guy that said I won't win the title. I I I took a secondary title. Omega, he got to have the real one. Yeah. Jericho, what he was just early on on the scene, but he's not even an owner. He gets he gets the big belt. The Bucks got the big belt. They all got to keep for a long time. I was the guy who put over I get it. I get it. You he's feel right. like you've done all you could do. He would be right if only if only in exchange for that generosity. He hadn't had to have the Captain Kirk entrance. I was going to say, he would have to just have his head swell, swell, swell every week. Oh, my God. His his vanity matches, his vanity entrance. Heels get that ramp. Faces get this ramp. And in the middle, Cody is my area. Yeah. That glows and rises. He gets, it's just, it's so funny to me that they don't even use it for, like, champions. 
Nothing. Nothing. Just it's Cody. Literally the Cody. Exclusively Cody. Yes. But Cody not goes like Cody over. and his faction. Not like Cody. Just Cody. Arn Anderson's got to walk through the ramp one. Right. Right. So Andrade. I honestly think like when when they're backstage and he goes, "Hey, I'm gonna light the table on fire, Andrade." Andrade's like, mm, "I'm not going through the table." He's like, "Okay, well then we'll move the spot around to where I'll go through the table." Because the finish, like I said, the match was fine. Yeah, it was actually good. It was a spot fest. It yeah, was but fun. It was, it was fun. It was supposed to be. So it's a street fight. Absolutely. But Cody takes the entire bump. He goes through the fire. He's Bro, on he, he's fire. He's on, like, his. there's something on his tights that's on fire, and there's, like, a piece of the table on his shoulder that is actively Yeah, the on only fire. part of Andrade that hit the fire was when Cody put his arm on him. It fell on his belly, and, and, and he, he was to, like, somehow, trying to re- somehow trying to get pinned while... Not burning his chest. <laughs> it was it was incredible. Nobody Which, but Andrade could have To be it. honest, I wasn't 100% sure Andrade was human and his skin would burn till I saw him twitch. I thought Honestly, maybe he was yeah. genetically put together. Carved out of marble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seen that dude's chest? My God. It's crazy. It is crazy because I know he works out, but I don't picture him as like the crazy workout guy. He's just built like it that. It does feel like that dude is just different from all the other earthlings. You know. That that dude is not the same species <laughs> as me. No, no. no. I saw this thing. Something's I can't. different. James. James Corden. Corden. Okay. He had. I uh, thought you were saying a wrestling commentator. I was no, like, Taz? No, 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 no. He Taz had things in his car. He had Momoa on there, Aquaman on there. Uh-huh. And he, and between them was like Julia Roberts. And he goes, technically, me and Momoa, we're the same species. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, no, you're not. I don't believe it. Not even for a second. I know you think you are. You're not. Okay. Moving on to Rampage after Cody somehow managed to bury Andrade. Which I don't think so. I think Andrade will get into a main event program fairly soon. I hope. God. Okay, Andrade Punk sounds like a good match. Andrade Punk sounds like a killer match. Andrade Any Human sounds like a good match. Dude, he could... I mean, it's like the Kota Ibushi thing where he could wrestle like a a blow-up doll. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, again, that's probably... I said this like last week, but I think the craziest thing I've ever seen in wrestling was Kota Ibushi Canadian Destroyering. Yeah. Destroyering is the word. He did that to himself nine times in a row. Right. With a blow up doll. Right. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. I just had a great thought. What if Charlotte were to really leave and they just broke up? They already got kind of got heat. You could put them in a program and they could wrestle each other. Oh, yeah, baby. I got, <laughs> I got three words, two words for you. Matt freaking Hardy. <laughs> that's, that's the energy we'd be bringing to the table is the, the Lita Edge situation. <laughs> Can you imagine being, what was it, Matt in that scenario where it's like your girlfriend cheats on you, it gets made into a program, and then you lose that program and you just look like a buffoon. And she goes on to be in the the beginning five minutes of every show and the last five minutes of every, she's literally, the two most important people on this show right now are Edge and your ex. And she got that from cheating on you. I don't, I don't think it's a direct correlation. Like, like, but it did work out that way, you know. Wild wrestling right. is wild. I would, I hope that she didn't like bet on the better horse. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, no, I, I, no, I don't. I don't think that's true. that's I not what you were just, implying. No, I just think it's, the circumstances are hilarious. I, I have heard only good things about Amy Dumas. Yes, right. In, in Edge's defense, he was fairly irresistible in his day. I listen. No judgment. <laughs> Small amount of judgment. Small judgment. Rampage. 
Tony Nee, Sammy Guevara, banger. Banger. Match of the week, uh, de- definitely in the conversation. Yes. You know, maybe, I would say AEW matches of the week. Yes. I would say this is number one. Statlander, Ruby Riot was two, and then maybe Danielson, Allen Angels, and then, then Punk. Yes, and then Punk. Right. Okay, I, I would agree with you. And then I would do the last match on this show after that. Yeah, great match. Nice proves why he is. I think I've seen where Tony Khan is over the moon at how good this guy is at everything he does. I think he's incredibly happy to have him. He fits the bill of what they do because at in, in, in the in the Fed he's kind of a two hundred five guy. Yes. Which I'm, I'm hearing they're doing away with that belt anyway, but. Oh man, I don't want to be too mad about it, but like when I started watching WWE, I would watch 205 like almost every week because they just had bangers. Right. Dude, Cedric Alexander versus Tony Nese versus Mustafa Ali. Yeah, Ricochet. Unre- unre- Rick- dude, unreal. Uh, Akira Tozawa. Yeah. Unreal performers right. just having bangers every week to dead crowds. It was so sad. Yeah, like 20 people. It was so sad. And they were just there because they were trying to sober up. <laughs> from the SmackDown they just watched. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks, man. That makes me so it made me so sad. But I'm, glad, here, I'm glad a lot of these guys are getting Yeah, but here he's a, he's a, he's he can wrestle for the mid-card title. He can also go up and wrestle for the heavyweight title. It's not a problem here. Him and Cole can be the world champs here at any point in time. Right. Right. Although Cole was a world champ, but anyway, we'll move on cuz that's not what's important. I thought this was great. I thought Sammy with the hurt ribs, they, they, they went back to that a lot. He got to prove his metal. He did a few things that are just not human. No, he did, the, uh, the, the weird, like, tope. Tope flip? Did. He, he, like, he, it was like a sideways off. flip. He goes through straight and then manages to completely rotate his body both horizontally and vertically, just, just like rotating it and, and hitting Nice, like, in the head with his knees. It was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. And they win, but I want to, real quickly, shout out to Excalibur for the tope. Uh, the, the, the Tope Interrupto that to- Andrade to- did. Tope Interruptus. Tope, yeah, Tope Interruptus. Because it sounded Latin. Yes. Yeah, he's so good. So good. Now, we did, we got Christian, who has become the manager, and like you said, he's ratcheting up each of these promos, making them a little bit better and a little bit uh, more intense, as he says, you know, if it's the last thing I do in pro wrestling, I will make sure that Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are the world champs. Dude, I, I love this. I is, think this is probably promo segment of the week for me. Is that what he's doing, or is he going to eventually go heel, dude? It, because been, that same tone, if he yes. were to put, if he were to plant Jungle Boy's head in the mat after one of these matches when they disappoint him, he's off and running, right? Dude, he's he's been dialing up the temperature very slowly over the course of these promos, and I think that's so good. Right, right, he, right. They're becoming more aggressive, slightly more overconfident. I mm-hmm. like it. Okay, we, the next match we have Jade Cargill versus the Kick Demon. Uh, I think her name Jin, is Kaya. Oh, dude, I tried to listen to the way Excalibur said it because I know he's always good at this stuff, and I was wrong. Jania Kia sounds better. She's the Kick Demon. She's the Kick Demon trained by Thunder Rosa, and she had like a nine-second match here with Jade Cargill. The commentary was not nearly long enough because I wanted Thunder Rosa and Ricky Ricky Starks to have a little more back and forth. Yes. As they seemed, she interpreted his facial oh, yeah. expressions incorrectly when she sat down or correctly. 
when she sat down and that caused a little friction there. I find that you said you'd like a reality show with those two. I said podcast. The yeah, reality there you show go. would also be fun. They're just, I don't know. They have good energy. They both, both have good energy. Yes. Well, together. Actually, technically, technically, I think Ricky has completely obnoxious energy. Yes. Which is great for wrestling. Perfect. Right. Ricky's and, a champ, dude. Right. And Thunder Rosa has that. Just uh, spunk is the wrong word because she's more than that, but it's there. You know what I mean? This is perpetual energy that goes with being aggressive and a fighter and also happy in the middle of all that. Right. So great. Brandy Rhodes, no. Cole Bucks, Brandon's recording, challenges your best. Yes. Your your best friends. They're going to bring two. We get the Bucks back involved in some wrestling on the show here soon. Didn't expect them to be cleared so quickly. I kind of figured they'd take a little more time off. Right. but Not that I'm sad to see them go against uh, Rocky Romero and Chuck Taylor. That's a New Japan-ass match, if I've ever seen one. Right. It pro- 2016 New Japan. It probably was one. I guarantee at some point. Yeah. Okay. Then we get Eddie and in a I'm on the stairwell co- comment, comments, promo, whatever you call it. And he's basically F Jericho. That dude great. shouldn't have come help me anyway, but you guys got a problem. 2.0, y'all still got a problem. What did he say? You reap what you sow, partner. Partner. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's so dope. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I thought the Brian, I thought the Brian, Brian Danielson. Danielson. I thought the Brian Danielson segment was fantastic. With uh, Silver? It was taped in the, when, when Silver's saying, you know, hey, I, I might can do this. I might can do this. And Brian, and, and Brian's saying, Look, I think he's the strongest of the bunch. He might be the best of the bunch. But if you've ever heard the old saying, you are the five people you hang out with the most, or you become the five people you hang out with the most, he hangs out with clowns. So how am I not supposed to think he's a clown? And and he says something to the effect of, uh, when I was 30, I wasn't making jokes. I was winning championships. Completely omitting Team Hell No from his <laughs> from his career. He doesn't, he doesn't remember that. I get it. I wouldn't want to think about that either. Plus, he had some head injuries that he's been cleared <laughs> of. So we'll see. But Maybe he doesn't remember. Right. And I would think that he and Kane might be a little different politically. Uh, Mayor Kane. <laughs> Mayor Kane, maybe. We'll move on to something else, though. But I'm pumped up about the match because I think it's going to be great. Oh, dude, absolutely. These matches that the Dark Order are having with him... We're starting to see can Silver be in a program bigger than something that involves all his friends? Can Angel be on a bigger stage? Can these, you know, I, I like where we're going here. I really do with this. We get the back and forth as Penta, Pac, Mark Henry in the middle, and you have your FTR on the other side. They get to arguing so much that they won't stop, and Mark has to yell at them. Because, by God, it's time to get this to the ring. You know, it's time. I think Mark has done good in finding his little niche right here on this. The match was pretty freaking good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. The match was pretty freaking good. The end was uh, FTR gets to go over. Pinto will not accept that. or does, you know, It's not over for me yet. And then Pinto winds up getting the beat down. And the, because Pac was the one who got... Pac Mr. had some moments where we don't know if they were written in or whatever. But, like, he missed a spot. On a, on a springboard. There were I a couple think that other one was t- intentional, but I think that the headlock takeover they did early in the match was, was not. I think that was just like a weird communication right. error, right. which now, happens. Right, and so then, so he's kind of out of it 
when they jump, Pitta says, there's nobody help. And then we have them rip off the mask and the manager covers the head because that's a... The mist from Malachi Black. That's how we lost. Yeah. Right. The mist from Malachi Black sets all that up. And then he goes for the eye even further. He's like, yeah, he's like got like pressing his thumbs into his eye. I think he came out with blood. Yeah, he reaches his hand up, and it's, like, coated in mist and, like, trickles of blood. It was crazy. Right. Well, you know that he's good friends with Rey Mysterio. Dude, if anyone can recover from an eye injury loss, it's Rey Mysterio. (laughs) (laughs) But If anyone can miraculously recover from losing an eyeball... It's Ray Mysterio. It's Ray Mysterio. Now, I do think it feels like Pac, obviously, if he's got one eye he can't use and the other eye suddenly is bleeding out of it, he may be taking a little bit of time. Right. What did you think about the week, though? It was fun. It was pretty good. I'm not going to say great. It wasn't great. But there were some really good spots in there, I think. Okay. You like where the the tournament is going with the with the TBS? The, the whole tournament has been great. I agree. And I like where we're at right now. It's been that. a little slow, I will say. I kind of would have... It's been like months, I feel, but it, I, it have, probably has not been months. It's probably been like a month. Right now, you get Rio versus uh, Jamie Hader. Jamie Hader, mm-hmm. which is unrelated to the tournament, but boy, am I happy about that. Correct. I mean, that's like if I was going to book a show for you personally to watch. Yes, I would book that match. Yes. Okay. Now, I think in two weeks we're getting uh, Winter is coming with Brian, Brian Danielson. Danielson and. Hangman. For the championship. And we think Hangman's going to win, right? But you never know. You don't I, I know. I can't see him losing like right out of the shoot. I, I've learned to never say never in pro wrestling. So I just, you know. Right. Do I think it's likely? Maybe not. Okay. But, and, yeah. So I think we're in a good spot for the next couple of weeks to get us into the new year. Oh, for sure. For sure. Okay. So for my man, Jared, for me, KP, this has been a Go Home Heat production. Check out our friends at? Uh, the Gin Project, the G-I-N-N Project.com. Check out our friends at The Daily Smart, your one-stop shop for all things pro wrestling. And? Go home. By the way, Christian does not snap as well as I do. Agreed. Agreed.